0: For decades, Las Vegas was known as the entertainment capital of the world. Well, it still is, but in the last several years, it has added sports in a big way to the mix. Consider the Vegas Golden Knights, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Aces, and soon the A's. And we just hosted Formula One. Can it get any more sporty than that? Well, we'll find out from my guest, returning veteran journalist Ron Futrell, 8 News Now sports anchor reporter, and you can follow Ron on X at Ron Futrell, that's with two L's. And Ron, welcome back to the show.
1: Ira, what a pleasure it is for you to have me on. I appreciate it. Hope you <laughs> like my studio here. I love I, it. I love is, it. <laughs> no, this is all I'm in front of a green screen and all those, all the trees behind me are fake.
0: I understand.
1: Right. <laughs> on oh, the patio furniture, fake. No, no, <laughs> whereas
0: I'm actually, backyard. whereas I'm actually on the roof of a casino with the background of the city there. So,
1: yeah, no blue. Great position for you. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> well, first question out of the bag, Formula 1 overall a success? Should they do things differently next time? Problems? Go to it, Ron Futrell.
1: All the above, right there of what you said. Success absolutely, absolutely. That's what we do here in Las Vegas. We do big events like this, and this is the biggest event that Las Vegas could ever hope to have, and we had it, we hosted it, it was a great event. Uh, now, things they need to do better. I mean, I could, I could go on and on. M- MGM just announced that they have uh, th- the biggest weekend of their history in Las Vegas. That's sort of, that's sort of a big deal when it comes money wise and so forth. Tax revenue you're going to have in the neighborhood of a hundred million dollars in tax revenue for the state of Nevada. That's not nothing. That's sort of a big deal, and they've committed twenty five million of that to the school district. So, that's not nothing. Right. Now, that being said. This is as bad as it's going to get with Formula One when I talk about traffic and congestion around the Strip because they had to do some paving that needs to be done every 10 years or so, every six to 10 years. They have to do the paving, and they'll do it incrementally in the future. So now that they've got all the paving done, the uh, load in and load out, that, that's the phrase they use for bands when, when they're putting a concert on, and but shut up and takedown for the race will be much easier. and They're going to get better at that in the future. So all of those things will get better. Was it an inconvenience? Yes. New Year's Eve is an inconvenience for locals. <laughs> but, okay? But now we couldn't live without New Year's Eve. You and I lived in Vegas long enough to remember when New Year's Eve was 9 p.m. downtown. They would let off... A bunch of fireworks for East Coast people because right. East they couldn't figure out they, they 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 couldn't figure out the time difference. They thought it was they thought it was New Year's Eve in Vegas. No, we did that seriously, and that was our New Year's Eve celebration in Vegas. And now I the casinos couldn't imagine, and the people couldn't imagine without that big three hundred thousand people coming here every New Year's Eve. It's an inconvenience. I think locals know when to stay away from the strip unless you want to go down there and parties. You have that option. So. Uh the, the complaints early on though about New Year's Eve were pretty loud. Uh what's it doing? What's it's it taking it down the strip? It's it's gonna cross the mess. We're gonna have to uh, well they didn't have to, oh, we had to grease telephone poles to keep people from falling off them and light poles. Um Okay, we had to do some we had to for Formula One they Bellagio decided to cut down some trees. They're planting the trees back again. Okay, the trees are, 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 are a renewable resource. Uh, and they're they're going to be back. So I think we've seen the worst of what Formula One will be with with what happened this year. One, it'll it will get better for Las Vegas. The event will get bigger, and here's why it will get bigger: is you you had hundreds of millions of people that saw that broadcast. They saw a great race. They saw Vegas with the lights. And by the way, Ira, you and I both know you don't want to see Vegas without the lights. It has, to the area, lights. It has
0: to be the lights. Has to be the lights.
1: No, Koval, some of the area <laughs> around there, but um, during the day, from a helicopter shot, no, you, you really don't. But at night, it looked magnificent. So, this became a tremendous advertisement for our city that will that we'll last year-round. Then when the show Drive to Survive, which hundreds of millions of people watch that uh, Netflix series on Formula One, when that comes out, they do the Vegas episode, it's going to be, you're going to see more and more of it. So, I know I went sort of long there, but no, it, no, that's I'm fine. And that they'll get better, but no, a tr- absolutely a tremendous event. I'm glad it's here. I'm happy it's happening and, and will continue to happen. And to the locals who were inconvenienced, yes. We're not Des Moines. Uh, We're (laughs) we're not Omaha, Nebraska. You know that, Ira. We're not. You know, you've you've seen this city grow up. I've seen this city grow up. We're not. We're not the sleepy little desert town anymore. Things are always changing. Yeah, we need to compete, and this is the way we compete. And right now, it's with sports tourism is a tremendous asset for the city. I'm, I'm in. I like it. I think it's great. And somebody wants to. Uh, rip me for that. I've, I'm not wrong very often. and uh, I, I, I've got this one right. This one, well, I'll be right on in the long run.
0: Okay, but I'm going to ask the one question that everybody asks about, and our listeners and viewers all over the world want to know, how in the world did a manhole cover pop up in the middle of a
1: <laughs> test? Yes. Well, and it was a small water valve cover. Um, it was not a full-on manhole cover.
0: Oh, okay. Fair enough. It was
1: enough. About, one, about one-fourth the size. About the, I don't know how circumference might be you know eight inches or so around so it's a it's a water valve cover is what it was at flamingo in the strip and carlos science and his ferrari was ripping at about 200 miles an hour over that thing and just the the speed the compression all the elements at work it wasn't secured down properly that was formula one's fault i think we pretty much concluded that uh that that it was not local engineers because they came in and replaced, Formula One came in and replaced all those water valve covers with what they thought were tighter locking water valve covers.
0: Good to know. They I did, didn't realize that. Yeah,
1: yes. And what okay. they did the next day, because I went and inspected them, I saw them the next day. They would covered them with a sort of a an, a tar type epoxy to keep them down. So, So that's what they did. They lived and learned. Manhole, man, full on manhole covers have popped up during Formula One races on street courses. <laughs> full on large manhole covers. Uh, this no, it was it was a bad mistake. It mainly affected Ferrari and the fans that were going to watch the qualif- the the testing that night. It was a disappointment. It was all that Formula One came back from it. They came back from that with a with with a race that was absolutely as Formula One races go. And I watch them every week. We you know, twenty two of them a year. This was a tremendous race. I wasn't sure that it would be. That part, uh, I'll give you an example. Monte Carlo, it's a get in line, follow the leader type of race. They, they, that's what it is. It, you get whatever your qualifying position is. That's pretty much where you're going to finish. And there's not a whole lot of passing. This race had a tre- much more passing than anybody thought. Had a tremendous amount of passing, which in, in Formula One on a street course is remarkable. And everybody, by the time it was all said and done, everybody was very pleased. As for the locals in, that are inconvenienced, it'll get easier, it'll get better. This is what we do. Stay away from stay <laughs> away from the strip around Formula One time. But it also uh, feels Ira, you know this. <laughs> it feels that the weekend before Thanksgiving traditionally was one of the slow weeks in Vegas. Right. Not anymore. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Not there's, anymore. There's it'll no slow periods anymore. Yeah, there's no slow periods anymore in Vegas. The way there used to be. There was always oh. that dish. and it, we both go back far enough to know that. Conventions at one point were frowned upon by the casinos because it wasn't bringing in gaming revenue. And it turns out that conventions are a major part of the overall revenue mix here.
1: Oh, CES is coming up the 1st of January. We're a month away from CES yeah. happening here. Could you imagine Las Vegas without CES? No. Without the SEMA no. show, the auto show that happens in November, the Specialty right. Automobile Manufacturer Association equipment is in there as well in that acronym. But, you know, the, these. No, these events now. I work at I work at Channel Eight. It's right there by the Convention Center. It's a pain in the rear every time there's a major <laughs> convention. No, it is not fun. I, I know. Early, oh, yeah. you, you know the area around the Convention Center. Oh yeah. Center. Oh yeah. I know that. I get that. I <laughs> applaud for it. I right. thank um, I thank the founding fathers of the city and the the current folks with the Convention Authority and, uh, and the casinos for that matter for making this stuff happen to fuel what we do here. And that's what it does. It fuels what we do here. Okay, there's other great cities in, in this country that you can live in if if you're not on board with that. And yeah, there's things we can do better, and there's things Formula One can do better, and they will. I be- I believe they will because it's too important to them, and it's too important to the city hmm. to not get this thing right.
0: Including the marketing, because originally the marketing was a certain way where you ended up having more vacancies than you thought. So I think they're going to look at that and Make it a little bit more egalitarian as far as appealing to yes. people. Yeah.
1: Oh no, they overpriced it. Yeah, um, they got that. They adjusted. That's yeah. what we do here. That's what <laughs> we do in Nevada, in Las Vegas. We we adjust. Yeah. I would like to see them get a special local section where they can have a, a cut rate area to say thank you locals for helping us put this on every year. Here you go. Here's these grandstands and use your Nevada ID and okay, and that's. By the way, people are going to buy those tickets and then sell them. <laughs> They're going to do it with them. I was at the Raiders game last week, and there were more Chiefs fans than there were Raiders fans. So I'm not naive to think that it will just show up with a bunch of locals paying two hundred dollars for a well, ticket to go to game race or whatever five hundred whatever the low amount will be. One last don't resell them.
0: <laughs> one, one last reference to to uh, Formula One, and then we'll move on, and that is how about a word for the employees that had to uh, commute back and forth during that time or work during that time. That must have been a little stressful as well.
1: Oh, no. They're the ones that have the right to complain more than anybody else. Not the people, not the housewives sitting in Summerlin um, jumping up and down, and in in Green Valley jumping up and down. They haven't visited the Strip in two years. And they go, I'm sick of all this noise and traffic on the Strip. It's ruining the Strip. Okay. How about the the person who has to deal craps at the Bellagio? That's the one. Yes, they have a legitimate concern. Now, I've suggested... Um, that, that Nevada, uh, Las Vegas put in a zip line to get those guys to work, <laughs> the guys out to work that they zip line them in uh, for free. No, no, don't charge them.
0: Or how about boring um, under the under the ground with the tunnel so you can do oh, it that way. That,
1: that, that's, have you ridden that yet?
0: Not yet. I Ira? have not.
1: At, oh, no. I suggest you do it. It's right. so much fun at the convention center. I did it just to do it one day. I was there for a convention. And I thought, eh, I got an extra hour. I'm going to cruise around. And I went to resorts world and, and went back again. And and it's, I think it's real close to being open at the Westgate and also when an encore are going to have a station. And it's, it's a person that you have an individual driver in a Tesla going through these tunnels. And, um, you know, it's not real practical right now. I think it is for people getting around the convention area and resorts world, but I think eventually it's, it's a great answer. For some of the congestion stuff.
0: Especially if it goes to the airport, that'd be great.
1: That's the plan. I mean, the plan is eventually to have it all the way to Allegiant Stadium to the south and downtown to the north. And I don't know how many years that takes. If you and I will still be alive, then. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs)
1: It's (laughs) it's going slow. You know, Elon's trying. He's cranking out those big, you know, drilling the holes. Exactly. (laughs) I
0: want to talk about the A's because they've been approved by... Major League Baseball to come to Las Vegas now, and I know that they're going to be introducing the the design and the and the the layout of what it's going to look like. What, what do you think the impact of the A's are going to be on this whole, as you call it, sports tourism?
1: No, I think I think it will have the same impact that the Raiders have had, and they've had. I, I wasn't fully on board with Allegiant Stadium. I didn't like the placement of it. I thought parking would be an issue, and it is, um, but it hasn't been as bad as what I thought it was, and. So so that's – and it's been a tremendous benefit for our city. Look at the Taylor Swift shows. Look at the Stones coming back. Look at the concerts that have been here. The special event, Ed Sheeran there. All of these events that couldn't have been done in Las Vegas are now being done here, bringing millions of dollars into the economy. And, oh, there's a lot of noise and traffic around Allegiant when games are happening and events are happening. So as for the A's, no, it's the same thing with sports tourism that – this will be a mix of locals and out-of-towners that will come to games. I love the idea. Now, you and I you and I have fond memories of the Tropicana. You more yeah. than me. Okay, the Tropicana was your your place for so many years and you're going to be a tremendous resource when, I think for the local media, I hope when when they tear the place down because you know it better than anybody for that matter of uh, all the phases it's been through and everything. So, and it's really the last of the old holdouts of casinos in Las Vegas, and so, yeah, there might be some old timers that sit there and are, are, uh, wax poetic and, and nostalgic about it going away, but that's what that's what we do here. The Marina Hotel, <laughs> is, is not, well, that one, that the tower's still there.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> they,
1: they, they, Steve Wynn always used to call it call the MGM the Marina Expansion. Um, <laughs> that was that was a pejorative. Um, yes, <laughs> and so uh so but but let's go here the old castaways that used to sit where the mirage was with sunny riser in the sports book there i love that place it had a lot of personality to it the dunes was a fun place as was the sands and all the great history there but we now have mirage bellagio encore Wynn, we uh, from the desert inn era we've got uh, venetian palazzo again if you're not on board with this sort of progression I don't know what to tell you. I don't, there are other places to, to go, but the A's, I, I think, you know, we'll see. I'm looking forward to Monday to seeing what the layout of that stadium is going to be. But it's going to be another tremendous stadium for Las Vegas. And it's going to hit a sweet spot, Ira. It's going to hit that 33,000 venue spot where I, I see the rodeo possibly leaving the top, my apologies to the people who run the Thomas and Mac. But the rodeo perhaps goes over there for that for the first two weeks in December as we have coming up. Now, and they, they, they hold it at the new A Stadium starting in, 80, uh, in, in in 2028. You have baseball, you know 162 games a year with, with 81 home games here in Las Vegas where you're gonna have the Yankees, Red Sox uh, go down the list, the Angels coming up from Southern California. Occasionally you'll have the Dodgers coming in town and, and different teams. There'll be a lot of out-of-towners coming to see their team play in Las Vegas because they want to see this new stadium. But I hope a lot of locals also go too and support the team. And that depends on how good they are, and if they play well. If you notice, and let's go to the Raiders example. The the, the um who was Steve Hill and and um, Jeremy Aguero, Steve Hill of the LVCBA, the Convention Authority, and Jer- Jeremy Aguero, applied analytics who, who crunches the numbers on all this stuff. They thought that it was going to be 30-70 in Allegiant Stadium. 70% locals, 30% out-of-towners. And that's the numbers they crunched. And they came up with some great numbers of how effective that stadium is going to be for Las Vegas. Well, it's actually been about 50-50. And I think partially because the Raiders are not playing very well. So locals are selling (laughs) their tickets. So same thing will happen with the Athletic. You're going to have locals buying tickets. And, and keeping those tickets if the team is fun and, and good to see and, and a, a great team and the A's have a pretty good history. They're, they're bad right now, but things change in baseball. Things change quickly. The Arizona Diamondbacks and Texas Rangers both lost games uh, 100 games last year, 200 between them, but 100 games last year each team uh, two years ago, and they were in the World Series this year. So things change quickly. What do you think? Ira, I've been meaning to ask you, what are you thinking about the drop? <laughs> Being gone, I, you,
0: I'm, not, I'm not happy about it, I will admit to that. I thought there would be an easy coexistence and what I mean by that is that part of the land, maybe the, the island tower in the back would be demolished and you'd have the stadium there and keep the front of the Tropicana still going. I haven't seen the plan so I don't know but that would be my wish, that you could, you could coexist. But if not, I agree with you, progress, you know, moving on, what are you going to do? I mean, it's, it's valuable land. My practical concern, Ron, I was going to ask you about this: is what do you do about traffic? You've got T-Mobile, you've got Allegiant Stadium, and now you're going to have on the side of the Tropicana a stadium. Yes, true. Not necessarily all three will be busy at the same time, but just in terms of traffic and parking, how do you how do you handle that?
1: Well, they're f- they're fixing Trop right now as we speak. That's the right. pain in the butt. Okay, but they're fixing it. If you've been up to Utah recently. And seeing the way they do their intersections around freeways, it's sort of in- interesting. You go on the wrong side of the road. Oh, like, interesting! You think is the wrong. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so they're going to make that interchange like that, and it's uh, and and they're going to widen it there. So it'll that will be done by then. So that will help. You know, maybe you could do some things on people coming from Henderson, from the airport area, from that direction. Maybe the zip line isn't quite a practical thing. <laughs> zip line fans in. <laughs> Um, no, from the oh, zip line them in from the MGM, <laughs> and from Mandalay Bay and Excalibur, New York, New York. Put a zip line at the top of New York. And just, zip line them in.
0: Just so people but, know, there is a zip line between Ron Futrell's home and News Eight. So this it goes right there. He doesn't no, even no, have to drive.
1: It's twelve miles long. Oh, it's well. sort of, it's, I use it only during major <laughs> conventions. Only, only. I'll be using it here in about a month when we get CES here. Right, and I zip. Line. It takes me about seven minutes to yeah, get to work yeah. on that zipline, and it's then with, fun. You, with your I gotta, go, yeah, I with, comb my hair afterwards. My with, hair your, with
0: your GoPro on you, it, what what views you <laughs> you can record.
1: <laughs> I, um, but it's no, no, it's, it's uh, yes. They, they got we've got to work that issue. Out. I think a lot of people. Let's let's use the fifty fifty model or even the thirty seventy model with people from out of town coming. You've got eight nine. Major casinos within walking distance. You're going to have because you know how the system works here. You're going to have the junkets with Yankees fans staying at the MGM. They'll be walking across the street uh, to go to the baseball game. The we, we did a show just last night on the Super Bowl coming to Vegas the uh, in, in February 11th. So we're that's that'll that'll be here before you know it. Yeah, um, fast. And one of the remarkable things with this Super Bowl in Vegas is that. The majority of people going to the game will use a quick ride share, a quick ride share, or will be able to walk over Hacienda to get to Allegiant Stadium from one of the seven. Now, it's a lot of MGM casinos. They're all right there, so they benefit from this. MGM loves the idea because they benefit from It's right there in their their neighborhood. So you're going to have a lot of -of out-of-towners are going to stay in one of those casinos, and they're going to walk to the game so you won't have the traffic to the same degree to worry about as you would a normal event where let's say the ballpark is in Kansas City where no nobody lives around the stadium, everybody's having to drive to the stadium. <laughs> um, the All Indy right. 500, I've been to many Indy 500s, there's 300,000 people at those events, four hours of traffic in and out. Everybody is driving to that event, but you know that, you plan for that, you account for that. There's not people, well, there are some that live around there, but the bulk of the fans, don't live around Indianapolis motor speedway. So you don't really walk to the race you drive. So, so this is going to be large numbers are going to be walking to it. So that will ease some of the congestion. And then, you know, the rest of us are going to, I I hope I have, uh, you know, somewhere that I can park somewhere closer than the airport. Yes. (laughs) You know, to have to get to the game, <laughs> I
0: think another zip line coming for Ron to be built just for him I use. suggested
1: that. I suggested that to Tina Quigley years ago when she was with the RTC in a public meeting. I said, Tina, how about a zip line from the airport into uh, Allegiant Stadium? And I like she, it. <laughs> she knew she knew where I was coming from with that, and she she laughed. Uh, yeah, well, she said, you have to. Ron, you're crazy. You're crazy, Ron.
0: <laughs> Do you think that the uh, the stadium? Uh, at uh, the for the the Raiders, do you think that that's helped UNLV in terms of its football program? I th- I throw that in there just because they're now being able to to play in a great facility.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Good question. We might not know that for a while. I mean, it does. Here's the here's the downside. I didn't mind San Boyd Stadium and that drive out there, and it was more yet. 20,000, and then when they expanded the north side, they got third up to thirty to 35,000 in the stadium. A little more intimate, and I like the real grass that they had. Uh, Allegiant Stadium for the Raiders is artificial turf, and you have the upper zones that are all wide open, that nobody's in those seats. So you just have the lower bowl, which seats about 28,000. And that's, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to see those that filled up for Rebel football. If we get to a time and Barry Odom is doing the job right now and if he continues in this direction, there will be a time where that will sell out and it will be a large, good, big crowd and maybe even have to open up some of the uh, top sections for a big game. For the game this weekend, they're playing in the Mountain West Championship. They've already announced that they are opening some of the the upper sections Hmm. for the game because they've got so many fans coming in. So it's nice to have that option. Do you think I think ultimately, yes, yes, is my answer. It's, we're not seeing it right now, but I think right. ultimately we'll, we'll see it have a great and, effect. And
0: are you are you positive about uh, Coach Odom in terms of his his coaching and where he's going with the team? Very much so. Good.
1: Yes, okay. and I was before he had his first game here, uh, because one of the first things he did when he came to town was started hanging out with a lot of the uh, the football the local coaches, the high school coaches. Uh, to try to get their top recruits to come to UNLV. Whereas coaches in the past haven't done that a whole lot. They haven't cared to. They didn't bother. They didn't see Las Vegas as a great market to be able to get student athletes to go to the, the university. And they failed in that. They were wrong. Right. Marcus Arroyo was one of them uh, who, who did that. And that was a, that was a bad game plan. We saw it. We all knew it. Uh, he said, Oh, I'm going to go get all the great players from Texas and California and, and Florida. And okay, that's great if you do that. But he didn't. So what Marcus Arroyo, one of the first things he did when he came to town was to go around to every high school and meet their head coach one-on-one, mm-hmm. get to know them, shake their hand, have that relationship with them, and talk to them about their players, who are some of their top players. And you're going to see a lot of them going, I think, you're going to see more of them going to UNLV uh, because the program is winning right now. And it just feels good. He's a football guy. And I don't even know how to equate that. I, that's an <laughs> intangible. Um, he's just a football guy first and foremost. That's endearing, and that's that's good.
0: We have a few minutes left. So I want to get your thoughts on whether Las Vegas will get an NBA team in the near future.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. It, it might. We might get an NBA team before the A's open their stadium because that's good. We're four years away from right. that ballpark being built and finished. Uh, now they may come here sooner and play some games at um the ballpark in Summerlin the As might but mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of efforts to make that happen I think Miriam Adelson uh Dr Adelson buying a, a two billion dollars <laughs> yes. worth of which is close to uh, almost half of the Dallas Mavericks is a remarkable thing the Mavericks aren't moving here that's they're they're set in Dallas right. and they shouldn't move here they, they they're there's They've got a good base in Dallas, what Mark Cuban has done there as owner of the Mavericks. And Dirk Nowitzki might beat the crap out of everybody in town if they said they wanted to. No, everybody. He probably could. He's that big. Um, former Dallas Mavericks star. You know you know Dirk Nowitzki, don't you? Yes, Ira. Yes, of um, course. I know everybody. <laughs> the, NBA, the NBA will expand soon, and they'll add a team in Seattle. The Sonics will return, and I hope they keep that name, the Sonics. I hope they re-resurrect that name because they moved— Wrongly moved years ago and became Oklahoma City Thunder, so I I hope that they they get that name and the color the uniforms back that green and yellow, and then also Vegas will get a team. There's Mark McDane is putting the former Raiders president has a group together along with the son of Rob Goldstein. Sorry, I don't remember his first name, but you know Rob Goldstein used to run the Venetian. Venetian, right? uh, With Sheldon Adelson, yes. And his son is also putting that together, uh, called Oakview. It's on the uh, way south part of town. When I say south, between, let's say, the um, Mandalay Bay and the M. So in a lot of vacant land right there. Right. Uh, they're putting together a major development there, sports and entertainment development there that, that will have an NBA stadium. That's the plan. Uh, it'll probably go there, but it could go into T-Mobile Arena. Bill Foley has welcomed that idea, having it there and, and play with the Knights. Sure. And be able to do that. So, yes, the, the short answer, oh, we've got the NBA. The NBA coming to town next week and playing at T-Mobile well, in their go. in-season tournament. They've got three games set for it. It's, it's an, I won't go into all the details, but it's there. They've never done it before. They have an in-season tournament similar to what soccer has done for years. And they're doing it at T-Mobile Arena Saturday, uh, th- see, Thursday and Saturday of next week. So this time next week. We'll have four NBA teams in town playing well, here. Well,
0: this will be this will be on matter. Monday, so it'll be this week in, in essence.
1: Okay, so this, yeah. thank you. It's a, it's a, Sorry, I didn't. Okay, so it'll, <laughs> it'll be this week. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um,
0: hey, before that, I it'll, bef- it'll, before I let you go, I got I, I have to ask the question: Will the Las Vegas Aces get a third championship?
1: Why not? Yeah, yes, right. They're the best team. They're the best team in the league. There's only twelve teams in the WNBA. When I say only, I mean that means that means only. They're only so. It's it's I'm going to say it's not as tough just if you're crunching numbers and they are the best team in the league. So uh, and they haven't changed from what they are from, you know, when, when they came here from San Antonio. All they've done is get better every year and they are now at the mountaintop. They're the team to beat. They're clearly the team to beat. Becky Hammond is a remarkable coach. She'll get another NBA job at some point. She was an assistant for years with the San Antonio Spurs. She may be the first to become a, a female NBA head coach at some point, which would be remarkable.
0: Before I let you go, I would be remiss if I, I always ask you this question, so I have to ask it again. Okay. What keeps you so passionate about sports? You've been doing this for decades.
1: It's easy. It's fun. It's, <laughs> no, it's, I'm nearing I'm nearing 40 years in Vegas. I came here Amazing. in April of 84. So it's you know, I just I just love it. I enjoy it. They'll kick me out soon. You know, was, <laughs> but as I'm, point, f-
0: as I'm fond of saying, you always look the same, Ron, over all these decades.
1: Oh. Well, thank you. That is just for men. Just for men hair. Um, that's my. I, I, I don't get kickbacks from them.
0: No, I um, understand.
1: But yeah, they tried to, you know, tried to get rid of me a few years ago over Channel 13, but I came back at Channel 8. So, I'm still, I'm still alive and well as Johnny Winter. Great Johnny Winter song. Would Excellent. Say. But I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's fun. And I get to hang out with people like you. Ira, come
0: on. This is enjoyable. Yeah, And I get to hang out with you. And that's a great way to leave it. My guest has been veteran journalist, Ron Futrell. He's 8 News Now sports anchor and reporter. And you can follow Ron on Twitter, or now X, at Ron Futrell. I still say Twitter, but occasionally I'll remember to say X.
1: I need to water the Carolina cherries back there, don't you think? Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, they're looking, they're looking a little sad, a little, a little sick. I gotta, well, it is winter, after all, so in the spring, they do blossom pretty pretty Exactly.
0: Nice. Ron, thanks again for being on the show.
1: Ira, thank you. My pleasure. Thank Anytime.
0: You. See you next time.
1: You've been listening
0: to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ivor David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world.